Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Derek. <laughs> and I'm Ray. I'm Alice Reed. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello, guys. Oh. How are you all? Wow, can we have a bit more like energy, energy, energy? So, how are you guys? One second. Welcome to Mostly Lit, guys. Yes, welcome to Mostly Lit, another episode. Um, I'm Ray, and these two insignificant people next to wow, me are... Wow, okay, fine. <laughs> All right, I'm Alex, Alex Reeds, everybody. I'm Derek Owusu. Derek Owusu. So, do you want to take it away? Yeah, all right, so... Normally, how we'd start off with our podcast is we'll talk to each other and ask each other how our weeks has been. What's our podcast about? Uh, I mean, okay, so mostly lit. <laughs> I'll let you know what the lit stands for. Um, it's literature. <laughs> Lit. I don't know if you guys are double, in the lingo with a, you know the young people of a, today. A double entendre. Oh yeah, our loves to say that. Yeah, it's a double entendre. Um, but yeah, guys, we're just here to talk about books, and each week we'd pick a book to read. And this week we have chosen *The Power* by uh, Naomi Alderman. But before we get into that, Derek, how's your week been? Oh, it's been fantastic, you know. It's, um, oh, wow. No, I'm lying. It's been terrible. But, <laughs> but exercise. Um, yeah, just work. Um, oh. I'm actually producing a new podcast. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, amazing, which... Um, I don't know Clarissa, why everyone's happy about that. Oh, <laughs> um, our manager, Clarissa, founded it, and then I kind of came in as producer. Yeah. Um, so we're doing that. Free work, go, free work though, right? Uh, yes, work. yes, through work, because um, I work for Penguin Random House, mm-hmm. so I'm doing it through them. And I, I mean, hope you don't leave us. Well, for the, I mean, well. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it depends what they're offering me, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. <laughs> um, but that's been amazing. I just organizing things for, um, I have a, well, there's a book that I'm editing coming out, which I've just been organizing that. It's been very difficult trying to organize 21 yeah. writers, um, especially when they're just like guys from ENDS as you know, well. They don't really. You're like, you're dealing um, with deadlines and yeah, trying to yeah, get yeah. editing and stuff, yeah. ENDS is like, you know, the gutter, basically. <laughs> So, um, it is, it is. Uh, so it's been hard to kind of coordinate them, but it's, it's coming together, together well. Okay. You know, everyone gave the essays in time except me, and mine is four weeks late. Yeah, when well, um, he told me that he like you great just leadership. Yeah, yeah. When, he, when he said to me, "Oh, he's just finished his essay," I'm like, I had mine done like four months ago because yes, you were pressuring fine. me. It's fine. I'm, I'm the editor. It's all right. Oh wow. Okay. Nice. Is, nice. So when is that coming out? Uh, March or April. That's with Trapeze. Trapeze nice. books. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thank cool. you very much. We look forward to reading all about the Mandem struggle. Um, the Mandem struggle. Yeah. 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 Cool. So Alex, how's your week been? I have nothing to report. Wow. Really? About this week? Nah. Nothing at all. <laughs> Why are people so bored? 
boring. No, I mean, I mean, like it was just, um, it's just again, as like parrot what Derek says. A lot of the time, it's just work. A lot of the time, and I think that we just constantly so consumed with all the stuff we're doing and the projects that we're doing. I mean, that's all I've been doing. Yeah. Working, 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 working. Every Saturday, I'm, yeah. I'm tired, dragging myself to recording. Yeah, good luck. But good luck. yeah, that's that's me. But you. I feel like I'm the only interesting person on you this. You literally show. just arrived in the country. <laughs> yes. Um, you want your life Yeah, now. I went to a work retreat to uh, Madrid on Friday and I came back like seven yeah. this morning. No, eight this morning. Yeah. It was quite bad because like lawyers are, are wild and they just like party. Um, because they're so uptight in everyday life. <laughs> Are you calling me uptight? Yeah, I'm just asking. I'm asking a question. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so like we had like a, a nice work retreat and my colleagues and I just went out mm. and everyone was like, yeah, like after the bar, just go to the, the airport. You don't have to sleep. Just do one. And I'm like, no, like I, I might be 25, but my actual inside age, I'm like 43. <laughs> so Can I ask you a question? You know when you go I hate to, it when you do this. No, yeah. I just want to ask you. You know when you go to like these lawyer retreats, retreats, and you're kind of out. You know, out. You go to a bar and stuff. Yeah. Do kind of like your partners and colleagues? Do they offer you a drink, assuming yeah. that you drink? Yeah. Really? So then you just have to say, you know, I don't. I do. Sorry, get me something don't, else. Don't you get offended that I mean, I'm wearing a hijab? Why are you offering me a drink? No, because I guess that's their culture, and. Um, but then that means they're not recognizing your culture. No, but then. Ooh. Because there are some hijabis who do drink, I guess. So. Okay. I mean, I, I prefer them ask. I mean, I'm not trying to cause trouble or anything. <laughs> I just, no, I'm just saying I, I prefer do. them ask. Mm-hmm. And like, there there isn't going to be that assumption. Sometimes there is. Yeah. But then sometimes you can see how awkward they are because they're like, I mean, I, I, I want to give you this drink, but I don't know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. think just being quite open about it. But yeah, like it's it's a very different type of world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Madrid is so nice, guys. Nice. But the food is trash. I'm, I'm annoyed, so actually, sorry. I can't, you can't come back from Spain and tell me that the food is no, rubbish. No, so I was guys, actually, I was like, guys. Okay, so I had to friendly. get like we had like these nice dinners, mm. and oh my god, like I had to have KFC before going to the restaurant to eat because if it's not pork, and I don't eat pork, so if it's not pork. They're like, oh, you don't eat pork? Okay, vegetarian? I love I'm it. like, no! And I'm just like, yeah, like, it's just, it's just horrific. Like, I'm just like, the food. I mean, there are like- I was actually really traumatized because. The food was horrible. I'm so it's sorry. It's not horrible, man. Anyone like, like, but there's steaks. Spanish there's steaks. Cuisine. There you didn't eat steaks. Yeah, but the they steak wasn't seafood. well. Like it wasn't. What is what is well. what is Spanish cuisine? It's a lot of fishes. A lot of cheese. Fishes is not a word, actually. <laughs> um, there's a lot of cheese. Um, no, there's fish, and I don't like fish. They gave, they gave me sea bass. There's a lot bass. of cool stuff there as well, actually. Okay. I was like, what is a sea bass? It's disgusting. Right. They just put like salt and pepper on it. That's what you're meant to put on. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> okay. we are a literature podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah not- and we do we do like dip into film as well. Oh yes, we do. Yeah, we yeah. don't just talk about uh, food. Yeah, we don't just talk about food. Uh, um, so what's so everybody this- reading? Oh yeah, God, like. Oh, yeah, well, I know. What's everybody reading? What are you reading, Ray? Um. So I haven't read this week. It's fine. And you read Vogue though. Did you read Vogue? Uh, I did read an article from Vogue. Asking a question. Um, Yeah, I have. Wow. (sighs) I haven't read this week, um, but I I will read this week. But I've just been really busy, guys. Okay, what are you you planning to read? um, The Zanzibar Wife. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I've already started it, but I've just put it on hold for a bit. And the only reason why I picked it up, because it has Zanzibar on the title. And I'm from Zanzibar, and I've never seen a book. I made that mistake once by picking up manuscript found in Accra by Palo Coelho. The book has nothing to do with Ghana. It's just, it's like proverbs, just... Yeah. I think he thought he was Nietzsche or something when he wrote that book. Um, It's absolutely terrible. Sorry to interrupt, but... Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Palo Coelho is trash. It's not trash. It's not trash. I mean, I just feel like people read The Alchemist at a time in their life when they're a bit clueless, and then all of a sudden, you know, it changes their lives. We we do this every time. Every time we always do this on a podcast. Like I think we just established the Alchemist is not a bad book. Whoa, 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 whoa! It's not a bad book. Your opinion? It's not a bad book. Ray, you like Dan Brown? (laughs) I love Dan Brown. I know you. And I will never sit here and be made to feel ashamed for liking Dan Brown. But that's what I'm saying. So don't talk down to people like the Alchemist. (laughs) Like Dan Brown. Sorry. Anyway. 
some people are some people are searching for enlightenment and they need the alchemist to you know. No, the alchemist is a, an amalgamation of horoscopes, like you know the metro, and you're like your life will be like this. What? Yeah, it's very much I like. Think you need to read it again. I think you need to read. I it. think you need it. <laughs> you need the alchemist. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I'm not reading anything this week. Alex, what are you Alex, reading? What, are you reading? Um, what am I reading? The death of no, the death of Noah Gloss. Um, it's by a woman called Gail Jones. It's, I mean, it's set in. I'm reading it for work, but um, it's set in Australia. Um, art historian dies in Italy, and his children go to find him. I mean, that's all as much as I can muster. So yeah, haven't read it yet. I'm halfway. I'm like a quarter in, and it's yeah. just, um, it's become a sort of weird mystery kind of crime yeah. thing. But I've never read anything from Australia, like based in Australia before. Yeah, so I'm just a bit, so I'm just a bit like, oh, what's going on? Okay. But yeah. Okay. I'm God, reading. What are you reading? Books that you're reading? I'm oh. just reading one actually, small book. I'm reading um, Breakfast at Tiffany's by Truman Capote. <gasps> oh, Calm down. Oh, I hate it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I didn't. I don't like. There was a moment that we could have shared, and you literally ruined it. He hates the book. I don't like. Have you seen the film? No. You know what? I think I'm. I'm like. I'm not even far into the book. Wow. It's not an amazing. I, it's book. not even that. I mean, I like Capote to write well. But I thought you just watched. You know, right at the beginning of the book, there's just kind of like casual racist references that just yeah. make me feel a bit sick. I'm just right. like, is it even I necessary mean, does it need to be there? Yeah. The time it was written though, as well. No, that's, that's not an excuse. excuse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just establish that now. You not know. that. Sorry. Um, but yeah, it's just. No, but yeah. Well, when was it written? I don't know what's really, it's written, I don't know. But I just thought, okay, you know, to be honest, I should have known that the book would be racist because obviously mm. Capote was friends with Harper, Harper Lee, you know, and she was an undercover racist in my opinion as well. So, All right. you know, apparently Dill in um, To Kill a Mockingbird is based on Truman Capote, apparently. Apparently. Apparently, yes. yeah, yeah. I think he said that because they were like, they grew up together. I don't like this idea of you imposing undercover racism on someone and you don't even know that. A lot of people don't know they're racist. Yeah, but who are you to say that, my dear... I'm a black man. So? <laughs> so therefore, I can tell no. you if you're being racist. I mean, I don't want to get into this whole is to kill a mockingbird racist or not debate, which oh, we're really is. going absolutely. there. Oh, absolutely. We're really going there, and I, don't, I just feel like maybe we should focus on something it's not else. Ra- it's not racism the way you're thinking, like, you know, like... In your face, like, racism. darkness racist. It's not like that. It's just yeah. kind of like the... The, the kind of the... the um, undertones. No, the, yeah. he's thinking about the superiority saviour complex. The white saviour complex is absolutely Atticus Finch. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, uh, I don't know. Because what did you want him to do in the position that he was in? Well, firstly, he has a mammy in his house. That's the first thing. Second of all, he basically says he recognises, like, humanity, mm-hmm. but he doesn't delve into black people as individuals. He likes this basic... If someone said... Atticus Fish basically says, I don't see race. I don't see colour. That's the kind of racism. I'm going to defend him because he's a man is. who needs defending. In my personal no, opinion. No, for me, like, when I read it... Yes. The first time I read it, it was... Atticus Finch, for me, as a child, was that consciousness in that book when I read it. And so for you to say that for me, I'm just like, I totally get it though. Yeah. Like I totally understand where you're coming from, but I feel like you're not doing him enough justice do you, for the position that you, he was do in. Do you think Atticus Finch would be okay with Scout marrying a black man? Oh, hell no. You know that, it's a no. You know that, it's a no. You, have, you, have, you, haven't, read go, you haven't got read Go Tell no, a Watchman. I refuse to because I know what's in it and I just don't want to go there. And what's, and what's interesting is that that, that, <laughs> that book was written before To Kill a Mockingbird. I don't know. Which means that when Harper Lee wrote To Kill a Mockingbird, in her mind she already knew that Atticus was racist. Wow. <laughs> Anyway, so moving on. Yo. Use gymnastics, bro. Wow. <laughs> um, yes. I'm really hurt. Just read. Go tell her what. Go tell No, I don't. It's just gonna ruin my my view of Atticus Finch. Yeah, we, I can't do that. Yeah. Because okay. I really loved him. Yeah. Mm. I hate your guts. Liberals do. <laughs> liberals love Atticus Finch. Um, so this for this episode we're doing uh, the Power by Naomi Alderman. Um, brief rundown of the book. Without spoilers. Without spoilers. We're not going to say anything. It's our first yeah. episode. We're not going to give spoilers because you guys might want to read it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Everyone dies. I'm joking. <laughs> well. Um, shut up. Okay, how, anyway, can sorry, I, how can <laughs> I explain this? 
book. So it's a dystopian Can I give just quickly? Basically, so it's a world where women develop power powers. Basically, there's a thing called the screen that shows up on the collarbone mm-hmm. and it allows them to control. Essentially, electricity. it's electricity. Yeah. So they can kind of... What it does is the electricity disrupts people's brainwaves and they can control people with it. They can heal people with it. They can do all these things. And men don't develop this power. Although there's some anomalies yeah. that have the scheme. Yeah. Um, and it's basically, yeah, how women then use this power, what they do with what, it, yeah, what how the world reacts to it, and what happens next. Uh, right. Yes, yeah, so let's just, Alex, what did you think of the book? I think the book was, uh, I think the book was really good. I was a bit confused whether it was a general adult fiction book or a young adult fiction. I don't book, think it's classed as YA. I don't think it's classed as YA. I don't but think the, it when, is when, YA. When I, when I was read, it's not, but when you find it in Waterstones, it's in general fiction. But when I was reading it, I was thinking the way it's written could be a young adult fiction book just by, just by virtue of what... I don't know, do they it, have like... The, character, the characters are pretty young as well. It's definitely sci-fi as well. Yeah, it's definitely sci-fi. All the characters are young. Yeah, I mean, do they um, deal with uh, sex trafficking in YA novels? <laughs> yes, I'm definitely sure. They probably do. They probably do in some places. But it's, 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 it's the more the age of the characters as well. Mm. So... Yeah, I mean, that. they're like... They start developing it. They start at what, like 14, 15, 16? Yeah, but it doesn't matter because Pigeon yeah. English is, is kids and it's not considered YA. Oh, right, it's not. No. Okay. Pigeon English cool. is not YA. Maybe but the yeah. idea. I think, it's the way, I think it's the way the book's written and the way they handle the themes that mm. then yeah. put it into Yeah, it's YA. From the perspective of young women <laughs> and some men. But yeah, um, I think it's a really good book. I think mm. it's a really good book. It did make me, like, it raises a lot of questions about power and about um, hierarchies and about the patriarchy and various different yeah. uh, things in there. And what what the world could, what, what the world could look like. What the world some... should look like. Well, actually, mm. actually, the world looks exactly the same. Yeah, more or less. But anyway, it's just so... the wrong hands, right? And I think, I think that's a... Uh... Well, it's in the hands of women. Yeah, yeah. So it's what, just... It doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, this world is yeah. not the real world. Yeah. I think, I think that's the... I think me... Per- I mean, I, I like the book as well. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? I did like it. Yeah, of course. I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. I don't... People obviously put this next to books like, you know, 1984 and... I did kind Raven of get world. it. I, did, yeah. I don't think this book has got anything on 1984 at all. I think it's like Brave New World in that. No. No, in, in, in that the way in the way that Naomi Alderman handles her characters, she doesn't really flesh them out because she's more concerned with the ideas she's trying to and convey. And the characters, yeah. Yeah, and I think that, so there's a lack of characterization. I think the, uh, a character, is it, what's her name, who went on to be called Eve, I think she Ali. was quite fleshed out. I don't think so. I didn't really, I didn't, I mean, I didn't connect with any yeah. character in the book. That's because you're a man. Well, Tundi's in the book. I didn't connect with Tundi either. Really? No. I didn't. I, I, didn't, I, I have an issue with him. I, no, but I I, okay. I empathised more, I empathised with um, one of the characters called Ali and Tunde, just Tunde as a journalist and Ali just, because they did give, um, they did give you more context and more information about Ali mm. than most of the other characters. Yeah. And um, like, I wanted to ask a question. I don't though. think that's enough though for yeah, but I wanted to ask a question. What was your take on religion when it came to Can the I book? just give my overall take before you ask that question? Okay, go for it. Thank you. <laughs> I wanna... Well, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I have issues with the book. Mm. Um, mainly because I think I walked into it being like, great, this is going to be about a book where women have the power mm. and um, men are subservient, but not in a, not in a, as a reaction, but just as. Um, and, yes. and I, when I walked into it, it was very much like men are still powerful. However, they, it is only after women have this power whereby they can kill men that all of a sudden they're shook. And that annoyed me in a way because it was kind of like, well, I guess I just wanted to walk in to a book where women were just powerful and it isn't because that they're holding the the reins of life. Do you, do you know what I mean? But then that's why men are powerful because they 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 are more aggressive, physically strong. Back in, See, from, I mean, coming from, and I think that's what Naomi Alderman yeah, tried to do. I don't do. think that is, like, currently in the world that we live in, mm-hmm. I don't think men are powerful because they're more, they're stronger. Not at the, not right now, 
But I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't know. This, this is what some people say. this isn't written in the age of antiquity. This is now. I know, but, but obviously she's trying to do something here. I know, she? but for me, it was annoying that own women only get power as a, reaction, like, as a reaction to men being afraid of their lives. And it isn't really actual but, but, power but, because but, it's not really actual power because even when they started, de- like, started developing these these traits and yeah. and these characteristics, um, they'd be called witches or they'd be... But, like, it, but it was power. It just, I, think, I think you did what Alex did. Like, you know when you finished the book, you thought that the, the letters between Naomi and the other gentleman were like, oh, I don't want to read that. Yeah. If you read I them, read, I read, I read them. Like, oh, okay, those letters. Well, basically what it shows you that is that women are... Like, at the end of the book... Like, this is not a spoiler, it's just a funny thing. She basically says, when she's the guy who sent her the yeah. book and says, can you read my manuscript? She's like, you know, it's very ambitious and whatnot. I'm not sure how the public will take it. Have you considered, you know, writing under a, a woman's name as a pseudonym? <laughs> and then maybe you'll get some more traction, do you know what I mean? Which basically just shows you the dynamic in the world 5,000 years after yeah, the events, the cataclysm, the events of the power. Mm. Women are on top, but... And I think... The I, handi- I am not convinced as to them being on top, to be honest. Like, I, I just wasn't you? convinced. I oh, maybe. I just did not like the fact that the only way they were powerful is because they could kill you. Okay, how did, I, I kind of wanted them to be powerful so in a different men, way, how, ideologically. How did, how did men get power? How, 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 do, how was patriarchy brought to life? Because <sighs> men are trash. No, I'm joking. That is an aspect of it, but at the same time, I don't think it was um, just because they could kill you. Do you know what I mean? Of course. And, that, and, no. and the thing is, if that was the case, women would be able to dismantle patriarchy now. Why have we not been able to? Because well, you've been you've been oppressed for so long, and the system but there is isn't been, uprising. A, 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 there is, but the system has been built on top. Yeah, of but women. it has not been built on physical aggression. That is an aspect it, of it, 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 but it's it, not it, all tra- of it. But it, it develops. It starts, I think it's, it was, it's it now starts, it's more mentality, mm. right? It starts off like that, then it develops into something else. In yeah. my, that's what I thought. Yes, but I feel like now it's more mentality. I just wanted this. I wanted the actual philosophy of women being powerful to be embedded in the psyche of people, not just, yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, but they had to, they had to fight. They're like there was a wars yeah. had to happen. I know, it, I know and, and, you know what I mean. Wars yeah. had to happen in order for them to shake all of that. Yes, but and like you know, segregation of schools and various different pe- like people fearing for different things. But people, it's also just like it it's, it's terrorism. It's not. That's I mean, that's how a lot of these not, structures were built because they had to break them down, destroy them, terrorize them. Like there's even a bit in the like the considering about like the the flood, uh, Noah's Noah's flood to wash it all out to start again mm. completely because you you're trying to. We run the system if a whole if a whole nation is formed which is like led by powerful women and but the rest of the world is led by powerful men it's kind of like you know you need to actually start again completely and restart it but then how how do you start again but this is what I feel like the only way you can start again in this case is just to eliminate all men I mean, obviously, it's like, like yeah. we're not going to do that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I mean, like, no, I mean, like, just, I think it was just the whole destruction thing. Was, it was just like, let's just completely wipe out everything. Because there, there was a thing called, um, did you read that bit about curbing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it was like, they basically sterilised sterilized men so that they cannot have sex unless a woman, like, makes them. Mm kind of thing so once you control the means of production like generally for like you know for humanity then you can start then things will just start happening because even like the actual power and, and the actual power of being able to electric people some mm. men even found pleasure in that even like that Tunde guy every time he talked about it it was just in this very but then don't you see that that's, just, that's just a twist on how in society some women say I love to be dominated by a man mm. in the well, bedroom like the, like the power of it yeah exactly so it's just a kind of a, a play on that isn't it mm, no I didn't think it was a play on that I thought it was I, I genuinely thought it was this is me showing you I'm very powerful mm-hmm. this is the way in which I can do that and yet you still are sexualizing this thing that could potentially kill you that's a good point though so I'm just like yeah that's thank men, you that's just <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah I, I, I didn't like that part but anyway you were talking about religion yeah um, there's a character in the book who ends up becoming Mother Eve 
And she basically just turns the head on religion, essentially, doesn't she? Do you think she turns the head well, on yeah, religion? There was a bit, I'm sure there was a bit in there, and she was like, Muslims don't look up to Muhammad, look to Fatima. Christians don't look to Jesus, look to Mary, kind well, of Well, Catholics do. Catholic, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, what she's did you like, guys? yeah, like, I'm the mother, and, like, mm. the mother, the son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That part was hilarious. I, I, th- I thought it was don't cheap. Feel like, yeah, I don't think Naomi Alderman handled the um, religious religion aspect. aspect very well, in my personal opinion, just because it was kind of like, okay, I understand you're trying to say this is how religion is founded. But it's just obviously a lot more complicated mm. than that, isn't it? Well, she created I, the following. She, she created the following, the cult following. No, she well, she did that under... She duped them, essentially. Like, she didn't really create it out of actual, like... Like fake miracles. Yeah. Mm. It, like, she knew exactly what she was doing. And yes. that little voice mm. that she was talking to, whether mm. she was, like, schizophrenic, yeah. whatever. I feel well, like... Well, I mean, you say she's... Well, is Paul in the Quran? Paul. I don't know. What's his Arabic name? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 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 But it's kind of like people always say, you know, I'm hearing the voice of God or... What does know, something tell you? When yeah. so had his vision on the road to Damascus, I believe. Yeah. It was kind of like, did he just have a seizure or something? Yeah, you know but I mean? that, that voice in... Is it Ali? Mm-hmm. That voice was not godly. <laughs> Why not? That voice was like... Kill him, kill her. <laughs> did did God not send Abraham to kill his son? Yes, but like it was a test. Oh, okay, okay, okay. all right. Yeah. And this is def- this like she was not. She wasn't. I mean, I mean the God flipped, of the God, no, I, I feel like no. she did flip the head of religion a lot. Though. No, she, I'm not. I'm just saying the God of she, the God of the Old Testament has told yeah. people to slaughter a couple man like yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we can't pretend that yes, you do not. I think you will see. Whew, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not, how do I'm I not say this? Your religion, it was no, 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 it's cool because okay. if you were like, would be it. Don't worry. But it's it's more so like in the what the voice in Ali mm. was not nice, like was not a nice person. Even with like the, the tales or when you are told about God, you know that you believe in this greater good mm. even. But, but Ali or Mother Eve, what she, she did want to liberate women, do you know what I mean? She wanted to control them in her own way. That for, for what she thought was the greater good. But isn't that? What? Dictatorship. Precisely. Isn't that what some people need? Oh. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, you know what? You're right. Like, I, I agree. You agree? A little bit, yeah. Because, so we were talking about, remember when we had this discussion on... Um, <laughs> no, remember when we had this discussion on um, choice feminism? Yes. Yeah. And, like... Oh, wow, like, you're going to bring up private conversations into the light. All right, oh, all right. okay, anyway, so... Okay, no, like, go on, go on, Yeah, go on, like, Derek and I have always had this issue with regards to, like, um, like hardcore militant feminism um, or um, choice feminism when, as a woman, you should be able to choose everything that you do. And then there are, like, a different type of feminism where it says, actually, sometimes the choices that you make are inherently anti-feminist and, therefore, in making such decisions, you are actually just oppressing yourselves and other women even further. Yeah, no, I'm, no what, I, what I basically say is that, you know, I always apply my thinking when I was, like, a pan-African, you know, militant yeah. black guy and kind of, like, I just, <laughs> just applying it to feminism and I just think... We I don't, don't we, think that you, as a man, so can not, make that decision. No, no, I'm not... I guess I can. I'm, I'm just saying this is just how I see it. I'm not saying that... I'm not giving anybody orders or anything like that. But I'm yeah. saying, you know, when people like Marcus Garvey always like, a man's pay yourself from mental slavery. Mm. These choices are not made within a vacuum. You're making these choices within a society yeah. that has been created around your control. Do you understand? Sure, sure. And I do feel like that the choices that people make have consequences. And I feel like, so when, if someone says to me, oh, you know, okay, we're fighting for the freedom of, we're trying to liberate black people. And then someone says, well, it doesn't matter. Let this person make the decisions they want to make. If it affects us, it doesn't matter. As long as they have their choice, it's fine. I'm going to say, no, it's not fine. Mm. That's not cool. I'm not, I don't really like that. Do you know what I mean? And from what I've read, I think that's how some radical feminists think as well. They don't really like choice feminism. Or they just basically say choice feminism is not the be-all and end-all mm. of feminism. And then I was just kind of like, that's why I've, I was really in that bacteria. I yeah, want to see I don't know, but I, I obviously initially, I, I always told you, like, I'm really against that. I think choice feminism is important. But mm. I'm coming to understand, like, the idea of choices that you make aren't made in in a vacuum. But then at the same time, it's like, how do you then 
tell, tell someone, you know, I, we want to free you from like this oppression, mm. but then you also can't make the decision that you want to make you ultimately happy. And then I guess it's that whole you wait one till the person. Won. Yes, and when is the war going to be won? That's so right. I think that's my initial problem is the main either way you go, you're still going to be. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. In a bit of pain, essentially. And that's my own... And then, like, we're not living until we're, like, 200. Do you know what I mean? And this patriarchy has been going on I, for a I while. Mean, I mean, that sounds very selfish to me. It is selfish. What, putting yourself ahead of the struggle? Yeah. That, but then what that, if yeah. in... <laughs> You know, I have problems with this, guys. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I, just, more, I yeah. feel like... It's a, it's a difficult one to kind of navigate, exactly. right? Mm-hmm. So, because then if yeah. we are then going to rule under Mother Eve structure, it's let's make the decisions that are great for all of us, but at the same time, there will be some of you who will suffer, right? Yeah. But then it's like, is that solving the problem? Because then when... Give me a timeline. Okay, so basically, patriarchy is going to end in 2060. So cool, maybe if I make these decisions. Do you know what I mean? But it's not going to be that way. No one's going to give you a deadline because nobody actually really knows anything. She wants a deadline for revolution. Are you going to ask for a deadline (laughs) on when patriarchy is going to end? I would really like one. The fight's going to be continuing to keep going. Do you see what I mean? You can't just be out here. I mean, I I completely get where Marvel Eve is coming from, you know? Like, (laughs) because obviously, you know, Ortega, she tweeted something the other day and she was like you know you, 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 oh you're Tiga she's a, she's a writer she wrote the um, the little black book um, she basically tweeted she was like you guys are lucky that women only want equality and not revenge <laughs> and that's absolutely fair enough mate do you know what I mean like yeah. so what might be- yeah there's a lot of revenge. Revenge. There's, a, there's a lot of revenge in the book though. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's a lot of revenge in the book, though. Oh, a great. Lot, like, there's a lot the, of the sex trafficking the book, the sex people. Traffickers. I was like, yeah, kill them all. Like, it was great. Yeah, then, yeah. But yeah, then yeah. That's, that's what I mean. So <laughs> then, you've got, then you've got the ideologies, which then become, like, like, the whole idea is, like, to liberate women from the world. Yeah? Mm. But then you have the factions, which are people are more radical, like the little sex, which are, like, off, kind of off-key. Kind yep. of things. So people are out here, like, subjugating everybody to fear. Some people are out here controlling people by a religion. People out here controlling them by politics and whatnot. So then there's that issue there when it comes to revenge. You can't like really control. There was no there was no control. It was just like this like, in the first stages there was this big like blood bloodlust kind of Do you think thing. that's so was, for example the world that we live in today mm. with every with all the different types of oppressions, do you think the only way in which we can get out of that is for that initial It's gonna be anger chaotic blood fueled rage. Get the anger out of the way. Do you think? Yeah. But then who'd be left? I mean, look, let's just... Let's just, <laughs> the let's ones just, who let, survive, okay. Let's just be realistic. I, this is what I personally think. If there's going to be a revolution or whatever, I don't believe there will be whatever, there is going to have to be bloodshed because at the end of the day, mm. the status quo was not put in place without bloodshed. So how do you think... Yeah. Why do you think you can get out yeah, of it without So you're basically saying that there's like going to be like World War Three, but very... 
It's no. a bit more. Not yeah. even world look. When I say bloodshed, I'm not like let's just slaughter them all. Do you know what oh, I mean? That's what I'm thinking. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just like basically saying, in order, f- you know, for real liberation, some lives will probably be lost, and I think that's just um, that's just how it is. It's not nice that we think that's so cool. I'm not no, saying it's not cool. cool at all. I'm not saying it's cool at all. I'm just telling how it is. You know? People have to die. I do have one Very question, though. Depression, depressing. I know, but you, you see the like the way Naomi Alderman ends the book is kind of like no. no from what I got from it, anyway, I'm not no spoilers. No spoilers. Is that what she's trying to say? I might be wrong. Is that no matter who wields the power, society will end up the same. So what she's yeah. saying is that. We don't wield power, power wields us. There are some really maniacal people in this book. But <laughs> I, I, re- I read a review of this and the, basically what the young lady was saying is that that idea is inherently anti-feminist mm. because she basically paints women's reactions to this power as exactly the same. In all cultures, all countries, everybody reacts to the power the same. And you know what I mean? You as in, what, what do you mean, As in uses it to hurt men or okay. hurt, do you know what I mean? I mean, um, so I, what I wanted to ask is, what, what, what do you guys think? Do you think that there is a way to build power that will ultimately create a different world, or do you think that it's just, we're just going to recreate the world in the same way? So there was this question about the Israeli army yeah. in the book, and um, they were like, oh, they were already putting, getting women trained up to go into the army to battle using using their skin and their and their power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you start to when people start to think, when people that hold the power start to think properly and be like, all right, so, you know, women have this power now. Let's see how we can utilize it to strengthen our nation. Mm. That's when, and like work together with the nation. Yes. That's when you can start Working together to, with the nation? I mean, yeah, because if they- If the nation they, is inherently- If they, like, the thing is, but if, it's how they utilize the power and depending on what the, the nation's values are anyway. So if you've got a strong identity in that nation and they said that, you know, we want more women in the police force, we want more women doing this, that and the other because of the nature of their power. So you think they should join up? No, but that's ridiculous. No, no, I'm, just, I'm just saying that that's, that's what, that's what they, that's kind of how you would utilize it in a, in a, so do you think they should join? Really? Think we should just I think be... overthrow? I think overthrowing, mainly because, like, if you're now saying, "Oh, great, like you have the skill where you can kill people," please come and join our police force to protect the country. Maybe you <laughs> yeah. can kill more black men on the street. No, mm. do you know what I mean? It's just more. It's just like, to me, you are not toppling down yeah. the infrastructure that inherently makes the the society not a level playing field mm. for for women. So they will just. So, so they will definitely be bloodshed. Precisely, yeah. and I think. What patriarchy does so well, right, and and capitalism does so well, is its ability to take something and just sell it, right? Even feminism, like I have a real, I sometimes have a real issue when I see feminist like slogans on t-shirts, right? Because I'm just like, hmm, like you are feeding this this really amazing ideology that is here to empower us. Mm-hmm. You're taking like maybe a thousand t-shirts, printing out a name, you know, there's probably like some poor women making that or poor children who are not being um, uh, paid enough money. And then you're going to sell that on Topshop and then we're going to buy it. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's like the capitalist... You really gave us the whole narrative just, there. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just annoying. So I just feel mm. like with, without complete, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, let's completely destroy the world, but without an actual understanding of how, of the intricate levels of social economic infrastructure and how it, it really destroys people's lives, mm. you can't just take something and be like, oh, that's great. Let's add it in. I think it could need to be completely But you take it and adapt it to the country. So obviously, if they go in, the normal women have this power, put them into the defensive, like... But are these women being... Who's putting them in? The men? Depends on who's in... Obviously, whoever's in government. Whoever's in government. But you've got to let... Like, it's the channels to get to these spaces. Like, there's a woman in there who's in politics and she finds her way. Oh, is that the woman who kills her husband? Mm. No, the male. No. No, the male. Oh, um, okay. So, you know, when you... When you were talking, like, kind of just two things just popped into my head. So, it's like what Kende Andrews said. You know, he wrote a book on um, black radicalism. Yeah. He basically said... <laughs> Turn it over. Yeah, if... if, if Destroy a, everything. Yeah, no, basically, <laughs> if an institution is inherently racist, 
putting more black people in there yeah. does not eliminate the racism. So if an institution is, in, you know, is inherently sexist, yeah. putting more women in there yeah, is not changing things. No. So therefore, we have to just tear the whole thing down. Yeah. So therefore, if the world, if society is inherently sexist, <laughs> in order to create a new society, you have to just, on some like, God flood thing, do you know what I mean? Us. You have to get rid of everything. <laughs> just, you understand? You know. And even with, with the commodification, sorry, just feeling this, this popped into my head, is, you know that episode of Black Mirror? With um, that sexy man Daniel Kaluuya, <laughs> he, you know, you know when he's um, he's basically got the thing to his throat and he's talking about, you know, this. He's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And then two tooth now they've commodified him, and he's on TV selling, selling the knives and yeah. stuff like that. Therefore, like you know, it's easy to commodify pain or revolution yeah. or whatever aggression, blah blah blah. So I'm like, I think the system that commodified that's that's what we need to break down because it, it we can it's just a cycle. Mm. Um, but my only problem is I don't think people pay enough attention to after this the destruction is done and we have complete chaos. What next? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that's the most important part because yeah. we're all very much about yeah, let's break the system down like let's tear it down okay once you've done that what next yeah. who's going to pick up the reins who's going to clear up your mess and and how do you then you do build the blocks no 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 you no do with that no time. i think yeah. you but need it, to know how to build the blocks where there's now equality in the society that we're in rather that, than just being so much like okay how do we tear it down and then destruction and then it's so easy to to if we do what we know right so we'll probably make the same damn system again do you know what i mean we're yeah. just with women on top Women are always going to be on top. I mean, uh, <laughs> but no, I, 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 I definitely. There's some really interesting characters in. But I, I should read the did, book. Why did you not like Tunde? Okay, so this is why I didn't like Tunde. There's a guy in here who's a journalist, and his name is Tunde. He's a Nigerian journalist, and he goes around different countries to highlight. Um, the rebellion essentially and how women uh, he goes to Saudi Arabia and he meets this woman called Noor and she's like yeah women can't drive in this country so let's blow up these cars and he's basically a journalist who works for CNN Freelance. <laughs> yeah, he's a freelance. Yeah, to say that he's freelance. He's freelance. Yeah. So he's probably not making that much money. He's making a lot. Um, for, is he? Yeah, for the for the stuff for the content. Oh, yeah, he's he did it. like five thousand yeah, pounds. Yeah, yeah. Because that was the hub. Yeah. Anyways, so um, yeah, essentially he goes around showing the world um, the rebellion and these women, and I really didn't like that because ugh, still, like. In a world where women are rebelling, it's the man that's telling the woman's story, and he's the one going around showing the world. And I just, mm. and he's writing this massive book, right? Well, and I was like, hmm. He's the only male perspective in the book, though. But let's not, let's not forget, add, add towards. <sighs> okay, I mean, no, no, say it, say it, say uh, it. Okay, in order for me to obviously. R- rebut what you're saying. I have to give something away. Okay. Let's not then. Or should I not? Let's no. Not. You let everybody have a moment. Because she's I'm, wrong. But I mean. <sighs> right, no, no. Now he has to say no, it. Because can't, because I, no, you can't. I don't want the book to be spoiled spoil for people. No, it's not a massive spoiler. It's just like. Yeah, it's a spoiler nonetheless. It's a tiny one. It's a spoiler nonetheless. I don't care. Let me. Okay. Well, basically, Tunde has his work stolen by a woman and she takes credit for it. Yeah. And then, so basically. Yes, but it doesn't matter because the perspective in which the story was written. It yeah. doesn't matter if she took credit for it, which is a very man thing to do, by the way. Um, I think, I think, I think that was the point, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but I, I just feel like... She can always alter the perspective. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. No, yeah. she can't, because she's like... Why? She's saying, oh, actually... She's stolen the story. She's stolen the story, you but changed... the story, that the, the things that she's seen, or Tunde's seen, is not, like, what she saw. Like, she, Tunde even sleeps with that Nora woman, and what, she's going to say, you know... No, Nora sleeps with him. Oh, that's... Yeah, it's true. Mm. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. some real shit, though. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Well, um, yeah. So cool. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> like the book. Yeah. So overall, we like the book. Yeah. Well, I like the book. I enjoyed it. I think I the book it. gives you a lot of things to talk about. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's written really well, which is what I was quite surprised. Oh, she's like, amazing. Right? Yeah, like it's written really well. Yeah. Um, I wonder what she's gonna follow this up with. Yeah, it has to be a sequel. I don't know about sequel, but I think her next book was it gonna be like the power. I don't like the name though. Why? Just why would you not? Could have been called it, something it, it, different, like like what? This like, is what it's about. No. Yeah. I don't know. Skeen. You know the that's the. No. Anybody know what that is, man? 
<laughs> I, can even, I can even say it out loud. It looks, um, it's written really weird. So I know we, so at this part of the show, we normally do like mostly flicks where we talk about a movie and stuff. Okay. We because because we haven't planned anything, I want to I wanna just bring a movie in. No, but if we haven't have watched a... the movie, we can't. Okay, Jerry Maguire. Have you seen Jerry Maguire? Oh, I have. Have you seen Jerry Maguire? Of course I have. Let's talk about Jerry Maguire. <laughs> so I want to know, so Alex saw it recently, Ray. I think you saw it recently. Yeah. What did you guys think of the movie? Where you're grinning teeth, so I know you like it. I loved it. Um, I really liked it because this is like the first role that I've seen Tom Cruise and he's not doing that impossible stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought that impossible stuff. Mission the impossible. Mission Impossible oh. stuff. And apparently, fun fact. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally thought that's all he did. Um, but fun fact, apparently he's really short and when he was married to Katie Holmes or whatever, yeah. he'd have to wear like platform heels. <laughs> I don't I just know, it's true. Like the men. I saw it on the Daily Mail. Um, <laughs> this was like when I was really young, guys. You know, I don't well, read then. that establishment anymore. Case in point. I read the FT. Wait, why would you have to wear the heels? Because she <laughs> was tall. I read yeah. the FT. And obviously toxic, toxic masculinity. He didn't want to be seen as being short next to his woman. Ex-woman. Okay. Yeah, obviously. I've mean, seen the way that the cameras are angled in yeah. every film he's in to make him look like he's average anyways, height. Jerry Maguire. Um, yeah. <laughs> I liked it. I don't even know like what it is about it that I loved. Oh, I think I loved. What's that woman's name? He's love interest. Renee Zellweger. Yes, Bridget Jones. Um, <laughs> super cute, right? So cute. Her son's so cute as well. Right, Stuart Little. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Stuart Little. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. How I know people <laughs> just like they were in this film. Yeah. But yeah, I really liked it, and um, it was. I love their like love relationship, even though like they got married and he was trash, and then he had this like epiphany. Oh, I actually do love her, which is what men always well, it do. It wasn't convincing to me. It wasn't to me either. I don't think so. I think he was yeah. like, you know what? Now I've got this really great deal. Do you know what Why I mean? Not? Exactly. I think he loved the boy more than he loved her. I wasn't even convinced by that. No, I think he did love the boy because you know he had he had like father issues and stuff. I'm just not convinced by him. The whole the whole film. I don't like you it. Like it? Wow. You don't like the movie. You I don't like, like Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh man, when he started doing that, I cringed. I was like, what the hell are you, you know, doing? I think, it, I think it's because. I was like, what are you doing? You probably heard it so much in oh. popular culture. Wait, when Tom Cruise said it or Keep It Good in? I like uh, it. Keep It Good in said it. And then obviously, like, when um, then he had like a kind of a hissy fit in the bathroom and he was like, show me the Oh, yeah. And I was just like, what is happening here? <laughs> it's like, it was actually all very mad. It was all very 90s. Oh. It was all very like. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like um, his wife. Oh, she was lovely. Um, Regina Hall. Regina Hall. Regina Hall. Regina King. Yeah, she was amazing. Their, their little relationship was nice, mm. but it was very much over, overdone. Um, and you I think d- so? Yeah, it was just like kissing all over the place, like, okay, we get it. It wasn't a very, like, intellectual <laughs> film, was it? Like, okay, we get it. No, it's true. You're married. It, it wasn't... It I wasn't... Think- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was cheating, because oh. he was doing way too much. Um, oh, wow. I think... Uh, so a black, a black man can't even be nice to his wife without you thinking that he's cheating. <laughs> Okay. I mean, he's um, doing a lot. I know you say it wasn't intellectual, but what about what about the question that it poses right at the beginning? That should you put your morals before your actual career, before money? Because yeah. obviously that could put him in the mess in the first place. Yeah. I mean, most definitely. Doing? Yeah. You mean what? What? Put your morality at the end of your career. So if you, if you, so let's he, say for example, you got a contract, right? And you read the contract, mm-hmm. and the contract you knew would basically put. 250,000 women Black in women. danger. Oh, I couldn't do that. See. Women. But if it so, was men. <laughs> so, so would you... Humanity just, even. So would you literally say, I'm not working on this contract? <laughs> Tell the truth for it. My, my pay rise. <laughs> or my humanity. Yeah. <laughs> Which one you choose? Say your bonus was two weeks away. Like, like there was even a bit oh in the... Oh, my God. There was even a bit in the film where he's trying to take people with him and she's like, yeah. well... My pay rise is in three weeks. I would like to think that I would make the right choice. Which is that you're trying, of course you're humanity. Well, I'll just double check. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'd like to think that I'd make that choice. Right, okay. What are we all, right? Mm. But you know, responsibilities and all. Mortgages need to be paid, yeah. I suppose. Children. They, you know. They, it's sometimes very easy to turn the blind eye, but it's horrific. Mm. And I think more people do it than than we'd like to yeah. think. Turn a blind eye to what? To, Injustice. to people. To people. Oh. No, no, no. Um, but you guys really didn't find the film corny. 
Yeah, but that's the point. Though, it's right? corny, but it's it's, you it's had corny. Me, you had me at hello. What? Shut I up! Just, just shut up! So that's I'm, just, I'm like, I was like, I was like, what is happening? Here? I love it. Why did you make me watch? You're so wonderful. I'm like, oh my god. I just love I love Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character. I just felt like he was, no, he's annoying. He he was, but he was he, he, he was annoying, and then he became kind of like you felt sorry for him when he's like Jerry, just tell me what to do, tell me what to sign, and I'll sign it. Yeah. I feel sorry for him, but then at the end, when he's crying, he gets 11 million, 11.4 million. You're you're happy for him. You're like, yes. <laughs> Why do you know the exact the amount? I've watched so many times. Watched so many. But you're you're happy for him. Do you yeah, I mean, it's... and he's a good man because he he always tries to tell Jerry like. Tell the, the woman, yeah. yeah exactly. like, you don't love her. Tell yeah, because even in the video, it shows that he wasn't really yeah, present at the her, wedding. Yeah, he's sweating. Yeah. He's like, that is so mean. Imagine your husband, like you're married, that like, you've married him, and you just see that he's not into you. Wow. I think that happens to a lot of people, probably. Wow. Mm. That's well, she's in the money now, so. Yeah, she's got the money. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, that was Jerry Maguire. <laughs> Great movie, absolutely fantastic. My, no. One of my favourite rom-coms next to Notting Hill. So this is it, right? I don't know why you like Notting Hill, because it's not that great. It's fantastic. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, no, it's just... It's corny. That's not what London life is no, like. No, like, who can't? Who can't? It's not London. London. Listen, it's, look, okay, it's, it's middle-class London life. Okay, cool. But at the end of the day, there's some universal stuff I can relate to. I don't Such care. as what? Such as the love. I, I think I love Hugh Grant's, you know, his corniness, he's, you know... And you can relate to that? He's awkward. <laughs> are you that, are you that English? I, it's not even about being, it's just about being an awkward person. Mm. You know, it, I feel like you've got much more game than Hugh Grant. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I do. But he's got, I guess he's got this, like, dashing, middle-class, white boy clumsiness it's, about him. Yeah. That is quite... It's an enduring well, I guess, yeah. But yeah. I, did, I actually didn't like... Um, What's her name? Julia. Julia yeah, I didn't like her character. I just felt like she was. Yeah, I just was like, I just felt like, oh, you know, I'm an actress and woe betide me. I can't I eat. I think that was the point. I know, but I just was like, okay, get over it. Yeah, so I mean, so were they when they were like giving out the, the you know, the brownies, whoever has the hard life. And she says, oh, she's all these things, and it's like, nah, we're not buying it. Yeah. Do you know um, I don't know. I, I just don't think it's that amazing of a British rom com. <laughs> What? Um, I think it is the British rom com. No, next to, next to four weddings and a funeral. <laughs> Who so are you? Like, you? So you like Richard? <laughs> so you like Richard Curtis then? Huh? You like Richard Curtis films? I love Richard Curtis. So you See, like I Love don't, Actually? I, don't I like, like period dramas. I don't like The Boat That Rocked. I think that's rubbish. You don't like Love Actually? Rubbish. You like Love Actually? I don't like Love Actually. What? I, like I love, love Love Actually. <laughs> love Actually. I was, are you crazy? I like, the woman with the two trunk legs. I love, Amazing. I love one scene in Love Actually. I, love, I like that film. I love that You're part. You're wearing the tree trunk legs. You're no, rude. No, that's going to make you cry. Oh no, I don't think she has tree trunk legs. She's gorgeous. But yeah, that's what they say. And I'm like, that's, that's rude. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, okay. But Love Actually is lovely. Especially the little kid, you know, who was oh. Nanny McPhee. Yeah. And then he goes to his love. and yeah. Yeah, no, Nobody would allow that to happen. I love Hugh Grant dancing in um, number 10 down the street. Yeah. That's like my favourite bit. I think that's everybody's favourite bit. Yeah. That's not my favourite bit. You don't like that bit. a good Christmas film. I like period dramas. Period dramas make for the best rom-coms ever. Period dramas? Yes. A period drama is not a rom-com. There's two different dramas. Shut up. Yes, it can be a rom-com. A romantic comedy period drama? Yes. Like what? Oh, like Emma. Or Pride and Prejudice. That's a comedy, right? That's not a comedy. Mm. It's not a comedy. It's not a comedy. No, I but, guess it's a period. But you always feel. like Jane Austen's funny. Jane Austen is fucking hilarious, mate. Well, then it's a comedy, right? Well, no, she's a bit more, you know, what, she interesting. Has more depth than that. <laughs> really? Of course, she has more depth. Are we really going to do this? No, no we're not. We're not. Okay, we're not. good. Jane Austen is incredible. Persuasion is one of the best books ever written. Thank you very much. Cool. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to start rambling on now. What we're going to do is just open the floor to yeah, any, any questions. questions any literature related. Any disagreements. Oh, child, I'm tired. You know, you've got the mic and come over to you. Yeah. I'm actually tired. The first question is always the hardest. <laughs> oh, we have a question right at the front. Hey, oh, I, I know you. I know yeah, you. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm here again. <laughs> My icebreaker question is, what are your guilty pleasure reads? Oh, that's a nice question. Derek, you go first. <laughs> My guilty pleasure is, people have ne- probably never heard of these books. Basically, there's a ex-politician, comedian, writer called Giles uh, Brandreth, and he writes these Oscar Wilde murder <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> 
<laughs> he writes Oscar Wilde murder mysteries, right? Where Oscar Wilde partners up with, um, oh my God, what's his name? He wrote um, Sherlock Holmes. What's his name again? Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, he partners up and they solve mysteries together and stuff. It's, it's fantastic. Um, but it's not really, people don't really rate it. Do you know what I mean? People don't really, they think Giles Brandish is a bit corny and whatever, but that's my... Yeah. Yeah. That and the um the Rosie Project. No, I love the Rosie Project. Yeah, I know, but it's no it's corny, isn't it? No, I mean it's lovely, no. (laughs) I I would not be afraid of saying I read the Rosie Project and I love it. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um (laughs) (laughs) you read what's your Okay, so my guilty pleasure reads is everything Sophie Kinsella. I'm so sorry I said that out loud. You chose Uh, Sophie Kinsella over Dan Brown. Is that is Dan Brown? So, I'm not ashamed of saying I love Dan Brown. Okay. And I'm not talking about the Da Vinci Code or whatever. What are you talking about? Digital uh, Fortress. Digital Fortress is one of the best. Well, not the best book, mm-hmm. but it's really cool. Mm. And I just don't think that you. I feel like you're really rude. Yeah. And <laughs> you need to stop bringing this up. Yeah. And I'm really offended. That's twice today. Right? Mm. Um, but yeah, um, I, <laughs> I, like, I will read Dan, but although Origin was not good at all. Yeah. What did Kinsella write? Oh. Confessions of it. Confessions of it. Oh, oh, I've seen the movie. There's a movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a movie. Um, but like all of them, like she has a baby, and you know, yeah, I I love them, and I read them all of summer. Um, so before I started university, I was like, I'm going to read all the classics, and I bought all the classics, and I never read them. The classics, as in like the the classics, you know, like classics. So you can tell No. Yeah. Oh, the classics. The classics. Oh, okay. classics. No, like okay. yeah, like okay. Adam Bovary and War and Peace and all that rubbish. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So I like Sophie Kinsella, and I love to read Jeffrey Archer. I don't know if you guys know Jeffrey Archer. He wow. You don't like him? Okay, yay for Jeffrey Archer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, <laughs> I guess that is a guilty pleasure, out. right? Wow. Um, so I love Jeffrey Archer, even though he's very problematic and he went to prison and he's probably an asshole. Um, <laughs> yeah, all of the above, but Kate and Abel? Um, no. Apparently not. <laughs> no, but no. they're really, really, really cool, guys. We'll Please go and read them. Yeah, yeah that's me, Alex. My guilty pleasures tend to be crime fiction novels. Why is that a guilty pleasure? I don't know, because I feel like... you no know, one rates crime fiction. Yeah, I mean, like, it's... Um, Sherlock they, Holmes is crime fiction. Yeah, but that's, like, uppity crime Derek fiction. I asked Derek to read crime fiction, and he went, he went out and bought a John le Carre and... Um, crime fiction? Sherlock Holmes. I was talking about Did Harlan Coburn. I'm talking about Harlan Coburn. Okay. Linville Barkley, like... I've got, some, I've got some Yonez Bow at home. Who like, are these people? Yonez Bow, you know probably. Yeah, but I feel like you go for like the higher part of the... Trash. Oh, yeah. Yonez Bow. Of the genre books. What do you write? Okay, I mean, I don't know. I just thought he was a... Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a crime fiction about. novelist, but it's like it's like putting him against like Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, which are quite... Wait, that's esteemed. a great book. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Those are crime books, but then there's like the proper, just the page flicking ones that uh, people turn out. In terms... Who you talking about? Yonez Bow and... Um, I forgot her name. It's terrible. I forgot her name. Yeah, so girl, girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Wasn't that a guy? It was a woman. Steve Larson. Yeah. Oh, was it? Was yes. that a woman? It's a Wait. Woman. Oh. Are you yeah. sure? That's a man. It's a man. Steve. Oh, it's a man. Oh, I thought it was a woman. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay, he's dead. But... <laughs> yeah. But, oh, yeah. that changes the way. Okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, they tend to be like like crime novels, the ones that you just like the page flicking, just straight up action, not much, yeah, uh, not much depth at all. But yeah, uh, Twilight books as well. Oh, Twilight! I can't. Yeah, yeah. I, I did that, guys. So. Yeah. Wow. Have you done um, Fifty Shades? No. Why? <laughs> I haven't, but I just. Have you? Anyone here done Fifty Shades? Put your hand up. Any other questions? <laughs> For research. Um, any other questions? No, I can't see no. we don't have any. Fantastic. Cheers well. Yay! We're done. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you for coming, guys. And we hope you guys go and listen. You can catch us on Twitter at Mostly Lit, Instagram at Mostly Lit Pod. Um, we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google. 
everywhere everywhere that you can find yeah. podcasts and yeah I hope to see you guys at our other events do we have any announcements no the next place we're at is Cheltenham yes you guys going to travel all the way down to Cheltenham yeah I thought be. Cheltenham was in Wales apparently it's not close <laughs> ah, close enough I guess. Is Cheltenham near Wales? Yeah, it's apparently. Well, I thought it was in Wales. How long is it going to take us to get there? A long time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we can have this discussion. These are the questions yeah. that we have. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thank we really hope you enjoyed. The episode out tomorrow. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.